welcome to Let's Talk Church. I'm Brian. And I'm Matt. We're here to talk about all that is going on in the church world. In this podcast, we find blog posts, articles, and vicious rumors about the church world, and we talk about it. All right, Matt, let's do it. Let's talk church. All right, Matt, so we are back again, but for another week, we've uh, been sitting here talking for a little bit. You and I have both got lots of things going on, um, and tonight, uh, you know, several several weeks ago, I guess it was Labor Day weekend because uh, I was on vacation in Alabama, we, we talked about an article from... Um, it was from another source, but they basically took this source and, and copied it over. Pemtusia is the the root source of these. Uh, they're a, an Orthodox blog, um, and I think after after we closed out for that night, you and I spent some time talking about how we really enjoyed the the level of application that comes in these. Rather than just sure. being a uh, newsy kind of article or a clickbaity article for the you know ten best ways to get new guests to your church kind of article, um, the those from Pentusia are far more about application. So that's what we got tonight. What do you think? Well, specifically application of living the Christian life, right? Right. Um, yeah, I agree with you. We, we both talked about how we kind of enjoy those sort of things more. Um, and since, you know, we're just doing everything our adoring fans want on this podcast and our biggest fans are you and me, let's, right. let's do what the fans want. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Uh, this, uh, this article tonight, I'm gonna let you introduce it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, give the uh, title here. It's called the crucifixion of our passions. Yeah. And so you want to, you want to try and uh, pronounce, pronounce the writer's name. (laughs) Oh, wait. Uh... Nope. Bishop. Agathangelos. I don't know. Fanari. I guess Fanari's his last name. Of, no, he's no. of Fanari. Of Fanari. Yep. Um, he's a, a Greek metropolitan. But so the crucifixion of our passions, right? This this came out uh, September 14th, which I should have thought about this and looked back on my calendar. I believe that's going to be um, at the close to the Sunday of the elevation of the cross. Um I say that because several of the podcasts and articles and things that I read that week were all about the cross. So I'm pretty sure it's, it's right there at that same time as, as the elevation of the cross. Well, tell us what that means. I have no idea. It's a, it's a feast in the Orthodox church that I didn't look up. Uh, Like, is is... this where we get together for the potluck and uh, some fried chicken? (laughs) no. Um, we should mention the listeners that I'm very Southern Baptist. If you say feast, I think potluck and fried chicken. Right. It is a a feast that commemorates both the finding of the cross by the Empress Helen 
the mother of St. Constantine, um, and the recovery of the cross from the Persians who had captured the, the cross in 614. What cross? The cross of Christ. Like the one they hung him on? Yes. Is that thing still around somewhere? Uh, I, see, I think so, yep. Probably getting off topic. Where's that thing at? I wouldn't thought that thing would have been still around. I thought they would have... Oh, would they would they have reused those things? That it took them a lot of work to build it. Right. Yeah. It, it, you have to remember, right? And and this definitely gets into um, the the nitty gritty, right? Of tradition, ritual, um, spirituality of of. Christianity while while this might not be the material cross right that Christ was crucified upon in within the ritual tradition the cross that is had serves as the cross of Christ. It is being the cross of Christ at the time of any ritual uh, participation with that cross. So I will reference another podcast for you later to go and listen to about the, the boat of Theseus um, because it's an excellent point, right? Are you the same person that you were seven years ago? Mentally, we know that's not the case. Physically, right, our cells completely regenerate every seven years. So seven years ago, none of the material body that was us exists in us today. What? Yeah. So are we the same person? Did heck, I must have got the same freckles and stuff. I know, right? Because that's just God... God did all sorts of crazy things with our cells and our DNA remains the same, but the actual physical cells are not the same. No, 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 no. Why wouldn't my tattoos disappear after seven years? I don't know. I don't think we're completely regenerated every seven years. No, no, no. Are all of our cells from seven years ago are dead? I don't think that'd be the case, or I wouldn't have tattoos still. But the but the the ink is not necessarily within the cells, right? It's sitting between the cells and around the cells, and so, yeah, I could see it staying. But I mean, we, Blow, we're you're blowing my mind, dude. Do what? You're blowing my mind. All this stuff. I know. I had uh, no idea this cross existed somewhere, I, and now you talk about we have all new cells every seven years. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's seven, but I will I will send you the link for the Lord of Spirits podcast on the boat of Theseus. Uh, the boat it, of Theseus is the name of this cross. No, the boat of Theseus. A is, boat of Theseus is a a myth from ancient Greece in which this ship was was basically being rebuilt. Right, it had parts that would rot so it would replace it with new parts and etc cetera, etc cetera. 
And after so long, all of the original parts were gone. So therefore, is it still the boat of Theseus? Is it the same boat? Kind of a, a thought question of what makes something something. The, the act of being is what really makes something something. I'll send you the I'll send you the the link and you can listen to it. Then we can talk about it again. Four five times. He's gonna use a bunch of big words. I want to understand. So, so, this article to get back to um, the actual article. It is all about taking a step back and realizing our 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 necessary steps in repentance and following Christ you know Christ gave us a very um, poignant statement when he said to deny yourselves and take up your cross to follow him right there's a couple of steps there right um one of which being the denial of ourselves. And that's a big part of this article is, is deny yourself. So what, what did you think about this article, Matt, before we get into what each of these pieces mean? I thought it was very interesting. Um, the words they use in the title, you know, we're talking about not being clickbaity, but I think in this world, it kind of is clickbaity about the crucifixion of our passions. And then he goes on to explain what he means by passions and what he means by the crucifixion of such. Um, but I think it reminded me of when we were discussing mere Christianity before mm-hmm. about the ultimate goal, really. He kind of alluded to this here. The ultimate goal is, is, our, is our ultimate fellowship with God and that what we're preparing ourselves for is how to live more Christ-like, right? Right. And, um, you know, us working on that. It also reminds me of the concept of working out your faith, mm-hmm. working out your salvation. Doesn't mean you 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 generate your own salvation, but in the Christian walk, well, in the, the concept of the meat and the milk. In the Christian walk, we grow as we go. You know, you first you get saved and you decide to follow Jesus Christ. Well, you just decided. Look at the apostles when they were with him in person. They just decided, but as they walked with Christ, they grew. And they became closer to Christ and more Christ-like. Um, look at the example of, uh, what was his name, Peter, and walking on the water. Peter was a pretty loyal Jesus guy. He loved him some Jesus. But Peter had a lot of growing up to do. And we see through the example in the Bible that Peter grew up and grew more mature through his walk with Jesus. And even after Jesus left this work world physically, Peter still had more growing up to do, mm-hmm. and uh, he had to learn things. And this is kind of that same sort of thing. We've got to learn to put away some things, um, the and and this crucifixion of passions discusses that. Uh, one thing I like about in the article, he talks about what is passions here. He's talking about what he's talking about as passions. Is what are passions? Passions derived from a word, the Latin passio, meaning suffering indicates an inner weakness that is not that our popular modern definition of passions would be right 
So it's very important to know that they're using different definitions in order to come across that title like that. Um, It says the whole of the teaching of the fathers sees the passions as impulses and actions, which are essentially foreign to the natural life of the soul. The passions are linked to non-existence because there's nothing bad in human nature. I don't know if I completely agree with that. And, you know, as something you and I are going to disagree a little bit on, but anytime we start talking about referencing of the teaching of the fathers, my, my ears perk up. I'm like, Hmm, where are we going with this? Um, I think human nature is to be sinful. We're we're sinful. We have a sinful nature. No, no. Well, there there there's two different words that you're using there: human nature and sin nature. Right. We have a sinful nature, but the human nature, right, that was created, right, in Genesis chapter two. Well, I guess technically you can say in chapter one, but it's detailed in chapter two. Was perfect right it was good it was what it was meant to be the human nature is good is goodness right but we've been uh and he even gets into it later on that you know we are in thrall right we are slaves we are servants to sin right and that is that sinful nature which is exactly what Paul said in, in Romans, right? Human nature, right? The pure human nature isn't bad, right? It was created good. It was created perfectly, right? Which is why Jesus was able to take on the perfect human nature. And to, and to live that human nature. So I think, I think it is worth, you know, distinguishing between human nature, right, and the passions that are linked to non-existence, right, to sin nature, because they're they're two separate things. Well, he goes on to say in that same paragraph, as he's trying to explain that, um, he says, the anger which God gave us so that we could fight the devil is natural, but we use it against our neighbor instead. The desire for glory is also natural, but as enjoyment of the kingdom of heaven, but as enjoyment of the kingdom. Well, then he goes on talking about, you know, we, we try to self-glorify ourselves. We desire, mm-hmm. we want glory for ourselves. We, you know, anger isn't necessarily a bad thing, but how we use anger can be bad. Right. Yeah. Um, so I see the point he's making, but, you know, when we hear about human nature, the first thing we think about is, same thing we're taught is that, well, humans are sinful. And the only way to break out of that sinful thing is through Jesus. That's why he had to be the perfect sacrifice for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming from, you know, the Baptist background. Yeah. It's definitely easy to conflate the two. Um, because that's just, there is no distinction between the good of human nature and the evil of the sin nature. Um, so yeah, I, I can, I can see that. Well, there's some distinction. We're taught that, um, you know, sin came into the world. Um, when, when Eve was first deceived and she decided to eat and then Adam did as well. And sin came to the world through Adam. 
Mm-hmm. And that now that's a problem and that God knew that would happen and he divined a plan to uh, take care of that problem. Correct. So something that, that this article I don't think does quite as well um, is actually talk about uh, the denial of yourself, right? He, he talks about, talks about it very briefly here. I mean, it's a very short article anyway. It is. It's almost like he's leading up to something else. Like it was an introduction right. for something. And then where's the rest of it? Right. Yeah. It's, it's entirely possible. This was the first in a series, uh, but you know, something that, that I was thinking about today as I was, I don't know if I was driving or if I was just getting ready or what the case was trying to think through this idea of the passions, you know, they're referenced all throughout the fathers as, as, as problems, right? Because they're that, that lower desire, but as I was thinking about it, all of the sins, right, that I can think of, right, have their base in one of the passions, right? And, and you can even take, you know, the seven deadly sins as kind of their root. Everything traces back to one of these things, right? Whether it's greed or wrath or uh, envy, lust, sloth, gluttony, and the other one that I can't remember off the top of my head for some reason. Pride. There we go. That's that's the big one. Um, you know, they all, all come back to that at, at some level or another. And I was thinking about it. Yeah. And, and you and I have talked before, you know, I, I know that I struggle at times with pride, right? Oh, I don't struggle with it. <laughs> you just give into it. Yeah. Uh, um, but it, it, it kind of struck me as I was, as I was thinking, how often do we pick up on one of the, I don't want to say lesser sins, right? Because all sin is sin, but we pick up on something um, and I'm probably going to step on people's toes and I don't intend to um, stewardship, right? Stewardship is a, is a big one for a lot of people, right? Properly managing your money, giving it and, and taking care of things. You know, when, when you struggle with that, how often do we say I'm struggling with stewardship, right? I'm, I'm struggling with being able to manage my money correctly to be able to do all of these things when what we really should be saying is I struggle with greed, right? Because at the base level, it's greed, right? It's the desire for more, or it's the desire to hold on to that which you have. 
No, I'll, I'll take you one step further. It's not even greed. It's, it still comes back to pride. Greed well, is based there. on pride. Everything comes back to pride. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, every single one of them comes back to the desire of the self. And right, the same which, reason why you can't say that's the problem is because of the same pride that makes it the problem. Uh-huh. You mentioned about the, the studying the fathers and it's saying that, you know, everything keeps coming back to, to, to the passions. And it reminded me, I was trying to look up the verse. That's why I was click clack on this loud keyboard in Matthew 22. Um, it says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, 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 they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbors yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's basically what Jesus was saying there. Everything comes back to these two. Mm-hmm. There's all these other commandments and all these other laws and these two groups in particular, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Sadducees uh, were really experts in what all these things were, but he boils right. it all down to these two here, which is pride. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to love others over yourself. You're supposed to love God first and then others over yourself. All that comes down to pride. The yep. whole eating of the, of the, the 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 tree of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I hope I said that right. Mm-hmm. The whole initial sin that happened was pride. It wasn't that it was a poisonous apple. Right. Okay. It wasn't some magical thing. It was God said, don't do this. But we had the audacity as humans to say, we know better than God. While God created us with free will, we are created to worship God. And the only way we can fully worship a creator is that we understand our place. And our place is below that creator. Um, The fall of the devil and the whole thing with all that mess all comes back to pride. Um, Pride is the, the source of sin, I guess you say, or the original sin. All sins come back to pride. Because if we can defeat that pride, we can defeat sin. Yep. But if and I feel like we should go into how should we do that. This article doesn't really do that, but how would right. you suggest that we work on doing that? Well, I guess well, the article kind of does go into that. Yeah, a little bit. There's it's a it's a struggle, right? Um, I, for me, right to to call out whenever I'm struggling with stewardship right to call it out and say this is greed right bringing it back to that that base foundation of 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 sin provide it gives me a uh, a deeper understanding of where i'm lacking Right. Because it's real easy in, in my own life, it's real easy to say, okay, well, I'm struggling with this minor sin over here. We're going to use the words major and minor just to distinguish between them. I'm struggling with this minor sin over here. So let's work on that 
but in working on that, I introduced this other one, right? So if we say stewardship, right? And I say, well, I want to give more money, right? To work on stewardship, but to give more money, I've got to have another job, right? So I've got to, I've still got to get more money, right? You've not really fixed the problem, <laughs> right? The problem still remains at greed, right? You're just finding a different way to do it and applying a different, uh, naturalistic, human-centered way of fixing your sin, your minor sin. But when you step back and say, I'm struggling with greed, right? That brings it back to a spiritual understanding, right? There is no naturalistic way to say, to, to defeat greed, right? It has to be spiritual, right? There's no other way, right? So when you step back and you bring it back to these base, even if you use the seven deadly sins, right? You know, I mean, that's, that's what they're there for, right? It's, it's to bring things back so that you can look at the spiritual aspect. When you name them, right, to yourself, to others, right, you can start to step back and see where else am I struggling with greed? or pride, or lust, or sloth, or gluttony, whatever, right? Where else do I fall that also falls into this? And those are the things you work on. The, I mean, I right. just let my preacher tell me where I'm sinning, and he'll tell <laughs> me whenever I'm doing something wrong, don't you think? Well, um, see, about that... <laughs> um, but no, I, I get where you're coming from there. Uh, you know, I approach it in a similar way, but maybe going around different concepts, I would not in normal thought think about the seven deadly sins outside of a horror movie, you know, um, because that's where you see it in our culture, you know. Um, but I do think about the pride thing a lot, and I try to make sure that I'm in reverence to the Lord and maintaining a relationship and the way to maintain a relationship with the Lord is to read his word, to discuss his word with other people. Regular church attendance is important because it helps you maintain that relationship, regular worship, both corporately and alone. Right. Um, the more I maintain a relationship with God, the harder it is for me to want to do things uh, against him the more uh, I see that as a positive thing. So uh, to me, I think the best way for me to avoid such sin or to help correct such sin is by working on that relationship with God. And then there's just the simple part of it. Well, just don't do that. And that can be hard sometimes, like you said, uh, with stewardship and things like that. You kind of got to make a plan, but you need to make a, a godly plan. And sometimes the godly plan is just do it. You know, you mentioned about getting another job and all this stuff. Sometimes the answer is quit spending your money like that. You know, you've got to, uh, the solutions that God is going to give us, the, the way to live more Christ-like is not always going to be the same solution that we'll see elsewhere in the world. We are called to be different, and sometimes you've just got to actually be different. Absolutely. And, and it's not even the same person to person. Uh, yeah. Right? You know, you and I, 
we may struggle with some of the same sins, but we approach them completely differently because what is spiritually beneficial for me may not be spiritually beneficial for you and vice versa. Oh, absolutely. Well, like we were talking about, we're, we're looking at some of the same sin, but you're referencing the seven deadly sins versus I wouldn't reference the deadly sins. But if either, but if both ways help us get closer to God, well, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Absolutely. Plus, I want to avoid that whole gluttony thing. <laughs> yeah, that one's a. I don't want to talk about that one. That uh, one's a challenge. You know, I often say things that upset Christians, and uh, one of the things I often say is that I don't like most of what's in the Bible, and that's a very true statement. I don't agree with a lot of what's in the Bible. I don't like it, but that doesn't change what's there. Doesn't change what it says just because I personally don't like it. It doesn't mean I think it's wrong. I think it's correct. That's exactly why I don't like it. Um, I wish the Lord was a little more. He thought things more the way I think about things. I wish He's a little more vengeful against just the people I wanted to be vengeful. <laughs> and, and you know, just give me the mercy, and let's not worry about these other folks. You know, if I'm honest, and I feel like I'm being honest, and I'm being a little bit of a shock jock by saying that, but I feel like it's the honest thing. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, if if we're going to choose to to daily take up our cross and crucify our passions, we have to be able to accept it all. Yeah, we have to be able to say, you know what, God, you you do you did right, right. You you knew what you were talking about. You said this was a problem. I still suffer from it, so please help me through it. And you know, I think it's a, it's important that we point out here that sometimes you have to do that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't be sincere. You should be like, well, I'm gonna do this now, and I'm gonna say a quick prayer, and it will be done. And I'll you know, we'll say a quick prayer every week. If you're saying a quick prayer every week for the same sin. At some point, God, 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 God expects you to, 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 to do something about it, right? right? But don't feel bad that you struggle with the same sins over and over again because that is going to happen. Um, it's a process. you know. Say stewardship's your thing and you're not tithing correctly. Well, you may not be able to go from zero to 100, but you can go zero to 20. The next time, zero to 30, you know, you got you to work your way to it. Situations are different, you know, for different people. You mentioned that earlier, but other people may approach things differently. Um, you know, it's probably not reasonable to say, well, you know, I suffer from gluttony, so I'm going to have to eat, you know, a whole lot less fried chicken. We well, got to have enough fried chicken to maintain yourself for a little while. <laughs> oh, maybe that example don't really quite play, but I'm just got fried chicken on the brain well, now. There you go. That's what we had last night for dinner. Um, but, you know, did you, did the, you cook it? I did. Uh, the the opposite, you know, something that you said, you know, talking about we talk about gluttony. You know, fasting is a is a huge component to the Orthodox Christian life, right? Should be a huge component to every Christian life, but that's a different different podcast altogether. But one of the things that I've I've learned from visiting with Father David and and other uh, 
Orthodox Christians online and things like that, you know, many of them will tell you, you know, Wednesday or Friday comes around, they're doing good. And then somebody calls and says, Hey, you want to go to dinner? Right. And they go to dinner. Right. But at no time do they tell you because they messed up this one Wednesday that they gave up. Right. I've never met anyone that said, well, I, I, I messed up my fasting last week, so now I don't fast anymore. Right. It's always a process. It's, you know what? I can't, I can't give up all food today, but I can give up, you know, Cokes. I can give up fried food. I can give up whatever and take a step in the right direction. Yeah, the same goes for sin, right? If you're struggling with sin, doesn't matter which one, you know, that one step in the right direction is a step towards God. And as long as you're striving and stepping towards God, you're getting closer, closer to where you belong. That's worth more than anything right there. Absolutely. None of us will be perfect, but it doesn't mean we don't have to try. That kind of sums up the whole Christian experience. I think that's a good place to end it right there. Uh, Brian, what do you think? I agree. I think you're good. You want to close us out here? Oh, I got to have a final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is this like, uh, yep, was I did it all the talking when we started. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is like that. Uh, Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer would always get on the, the, the thing, put his hand on his chin and, Give a final thought while they were fighting in the background somewhere. <laughs> um, another cultural reference you probably don't get, but um, yeah, no, I thought what you said was pretty good there. You know, we're, we're going to work out, uh, you know, our, our sins. Um, so we talked about this wasn't clickbaity, but it is kind of clickbaity uh, headline here, but it's also something that can help us remember uh, that headline, um, the crucifixion of our passions. It, it's time to get rid of those sins. We can't live as Christians and always say, well, God loves me just to, uh, a preacher. You say that God loves me just the way I am. Yeah, but he loves you enough that he knows you need to change. Um, so we got to, we got to work on that. We got to, we got to get our way, get our way through the sins and keep going. 